Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Welcome to Talent Talk Tuesdays. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik, and today I'm going to take a little bit more time than usual because I'd like to explore a critically important question. Are you called? And if so, where is God calling you to do what, how, when, and with whom? We ask these questions in a lot of different seasons of our lives, when we're discerning vocations, graduating college, changing careers, becoming empty nesters, grieving the loss of a spouse, suffering with health problems, planning for retirement, and a multitude of other hinge points in our lives, where discernment becomes radically important and almost seems to be a matter of life and death. Because what we're talking about about is how will I live? How will my life have meaning? What is God's will for me? And underneath all of these questions is, do I matter to him? Or have I been lost in the shuffle? Because when we're in any kind of a transition or a time of unclarity, we can feel abandoned. We may ask if God really has a plan for our lives where we can love fully and be fully loved. And how will that part of our lives be part of an anointing of the new season that we're in? Or maybe you're just stuck in a rut. A lot of us get to that point over and over again. That's what moves us into growth, right? We may be doing things we're good at, but we've been unfulfilled for a long time, and we're just tired of it. You know there's something more, but it feels unclear maybe, or out of reach. Or maybe it even feels selfish to think about your own desires and callings, when you've been serving others for so long. I'd like to make a couple of points today that might help. First, in Romans 11.29, one of my favorite verses, St. Paul says that the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. And that means that the gifts inside you have been there from the beginning since he formed you in the womb. Perhaps some gifts are still locked inside you that you may not have had a chance to discover yet, but there are also many gifts in you that are at different levels of awareness, understanding, development, and power. Notice that your gifts, more often than not, are also linked to deep desires to explore, create, serve, connect, build relationships, maybe heal the world in some way by connecting more deeply with others. And I would say to you, if you are sensing any of these things, that you're probably at a very common turning point. There are many of them in our lives. And that God may be asking you through maybe feelings of restlessness or discontent to take another look and go deeper into his call on your life. Doubts and struggles are often used by God to shine a light on the path ahead of us. He rarely shows us the whole map at once, but our discomfort is an invitation to go deeper with him, to follow the questions and then ask him for eyes to see and ears to hear what he is saying in response to our questions. This time of struggle or dissatisfaction is the perfect time to get to know yourself better and to understand God's design of your being. He has purposed every single one of your gifts in a myriad of ways for all the different seasons and adventures he has planned for you, no matter what your age. And I mean that sincerely. And he is happy to speak with you about them, happy to lead you, happy to open doors. 
ask, knock, seek. So I encourage you to invite God into your talents. He's already there. He inhabits what he creates, but really open yourself to his blessing on your talents. Ask him to redeem them, to clarify them. So the first point that I'm making here is that your gifts and callings are irrevocable. Once they're there, there you are called and gifted by God irrevocably. No one can take that from you. And it's all meaningful. My second thought is that these irrevocable gifts can be places of deep encounter with God, a real intimacy with the one who created those gifts for you. I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I want to take it a step further. Your gifts can also be powerful clues to what God's purpose is for your life in this particular season. So as you pray into your gifts, ask the Holy Spirit to help you reflect. Maybe journal some questions or talk them over to someone who knows you really well. Maybe just sound your own heart out in that safe place with the Lord. What's missing in your life? What do you dream of most? Who do you admire? What do you see in the world that ignites your heart? with compassion or righteous anger or the drive to change something or build something to bring beauty into the world, declare holy truths, or touch someone's life in the ordinary with extraordinary love. Those desires might be for seemingly small things which our crazy world might overlook completely, but which God in his generosity will multiply and make fruitful beyond your expectations. So ask yourself in that prayerful and surrendered place with God, what are those desires that have been pushed aside because they seemed frivolous or selfish or too hard to create or to live out, or the timing was all wrong to make a change? What are your obstacles? Keep bringing those out. Be vulnerable with the Lord. Maybe the people around you would object to seeing you in a new way. That can be a real obstacle for us. People don't like change. Or maybe you've developed a mindset of impossibility about the very dreams that are given to you to help you glorify God by being fully alive in him, with him, for him. Assessments can help by identifying what lights you up, motivates you, and brings you joy. But however you approach this, I'd like you to start saving these things. However it works for you, you might uh, just to begin to capture and cherish your holy desires. Don't want you to lose them when they come to you. Maybe it's a vision board with images that you love that light you up, or a mind map. I love to mind map connecting lines, words, phrases, questions, quotes, memories, hopes. Or maybe it's speaking a few words into your phone recorder now and then to capture your unfiltered longings, those impossible places, those intriguing places as yet unexplored or maybe left behind at some point because your life changed and the demands of your life changed. But never despair that your gifts were lost while you sacrificed for others. Remember, they're irrevocable. You may have been sacrificing raising your children or making ends meet, battling health problems, caring for aging parents. But remember that your gifts can be used so many different ways by the Lord. He's cultivating and stretching and growing them in really unique ways, whatever the circumstances of your life. And those callings that he weaves into your being never go away. What God gives, he does not take back. Our gifts, of course, we can misuse them. They can be misunderstood, falsely labeled. I've touched on some of that in this show. They can be neglected. 
Our gifts can be wounded through our own sins or through the actions of others. Sometimes we need healing, and that's, you know, going for therapy, unbound, those kinds of things. But our gifts are ours, and they are good intrinsically. God called everything that he created good. Look at Genesis 1.31. But we can't do this work alone. We need sacramental grace and healing. So I would say to anyone listening, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but hunker down in the church, my friends, and remember that as you move into this exploration, that it's in these awkward spaces of reaching and stretching, exploring and growing into new parts of yourself, like really letting the light shine in there with the Lord, when we don't know quite where we're going and God's only hinting a little, maybe just showing us little baby steps in that awkward stretching growth place he's so pleased with our efforts because we're really reaching for him we want to hear his voice this searching then opens up opportunities for us to grasp the hand of christ and step boldly into a new thing with the understanding that wherever god calls us forward will be both an adventure and a homecoming G.K. Chesterton, in his classic work, Orthodoxy, described a sense of homecoming to Christianity after many years of struggling against the idea. He said his conversion was like landing on the beach at Brighton, which was a very familiar place to him. It was home to him, as a matter of fact. But landing in that place of homecoming, he felt he was, quote, armed to the teeth and talking by signs as if he were landing in a foreign place full of danger and mystery and the thrill of discovering something completely new. That is our walk with Jesus. That is what it feels like to discover him inside our calling, to know how uniquely we are loved and called. Adventure and homecoming. And here's another vital point. He has wasted not a single moment of your life up to this point, no matter how you feel about your life. Please hear this. God wastes nothing. We certainly do. He does not. It's been my honor to share my conversion story many times. And one of my favorite things to share is that I wasted so many years of my life in bitterness, in opening the wrong doors, in sinful behaviors, in confusion and darkness. My dreams were shallow, dead ends. They were all mixed up in idols, vainglory, pride, even fear. I wasted years of my life, but God wasted not one moment of it. Every moment of it prepared me for my conversion and the new life that he poured into me. Every moment I wasted, he used to prepare me to receive his love profoundly and to be healed and blessed beyond measure so that I could be strengthened to serve and walk with him in profound peace and abiding joy, especially through the worst trials of my life. Things I'm amazed didn't kill me. I know that sounds melodramatic, but when I look back and I see how he walked with me, he kept me alive. So can he redeem it all? And are you called into a thrilling adventure and a sweet homecoming? Yes, dear beloved child of God, you are called. So offer him your gifts. Ask him to show you what needs healing and let him redeem it and resurrect it. We can't do this for ourselves. Here's another interesting thought because I want you to think about the sacrament of confession here. But Protestant 
you know, kind of mega author C.S. Lewis said in one of his essays in a collection that I have that's called The Weight of Glory, you can still buy it. He said that the sins that we hold on to are the dead places in our hearts. Oof, the dead places. Makes sense. We only limit the healing power of the sacraments when we hold on to our sins or try to hide them or hide from them, as I did for many years. We block the Lord of life from entering into those dark places, from healing us with his light, and we cling to the dead places instead. So go to him with your gifts, and remember that in the confessional, the priest says the words, but it is Jesus who forgives you. It is Jesus who heals you, absolves you, restores you. Oh, and next week I'm going to explain how to take your blind spots on the Clifton Strengths Report. This is so cool. And use them in your examination of conscience. Because as beautiful as our talents are, they all have inherent weaknesses, and it's very helpful to understand those. So stay tuned for that. Very practical. But take everything to him. No matter how wounded you are, no matter how long it's been since you've been in a confessional, maybe you never have, and you want to reach out to your local Catholic church and have somebody guide you. That's completely fine. You'll make them very happy. But God will be so generous with you if you bring everything to him, all of your brokenness. As the prophet Joel said, another one of my favorites, chapter 2, verse 25, he says, I will repay you double what the swarming locust has eaten. Have you ever seen images from a swarm of locusts where the crops are completely devastated, just flattened? Well, God takes what's been eaten, what's been destroyed, consumed by the enemy, and he doubles the yield when we trust him as best we can. He will heal you, empower your gifts, harness them for his glory, and help you to feel as Chesterton did, that you are armed to the teeth and talking by signs as you come home to yourself, to others, and to the love of God and his divine calling on your life. Are you called? Yes. Yes. Thank you, my friends, for listening. You are wonderfully made. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me, too. God bless you.